praise. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I've been blessed already this morning. Amen. By the children, by the, the reporters who surprised me at my home, invaded my private space. No. <laughs> Amen. But I mean, I, I, I've just been blessed this morning thus far by everything that's been done. Aren't those kids amazing? Amen. Watching them and, and how such an awesome job their sister Amanda and her team back there did. Just, just give them a hand, amen. You know, to get them kids, that's some work. That, that's some work. That's some, they, they put in some practice time and preparation, and, and we appreciate it, amen, because it's, it's again, it's empowering. I, it, it's not just cute. I, know, I, I really appreciate with Elder Blackburn what you had to say. Amen about us. You know, sometimes we say, you know, the kids are acting grown when they're not, and we say it's cute. Amen. But we there's a time we need to cut it off and say, okay, that's not cute no more. Amen. We need to, after one or two times, okay, that ain't cute no more. Okay, let, let me train you up in the way you should be walking. But the longer you let it go, the more they think it's the right way to go because you're endorsing it. And we got to say, no, I don't endorse that. You know, it was, it was funny. It was cute. But no, we're going to correct you. So I appreciate that, amen. And, you know, but I just thank God because even when we allow them to come, all that is training and development and empowering our children. And they need that in these days and times. Amen. So I thank God for that. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Amen. Thank God I'm a father. Hallelujah. Man, and you know what? I didn't set out to be one, but it just... <laughs> I thank God, amen, I thank God for all of my children, all seven of them, amen, all four girls and all three boys, amen, and, and the multiplicity of grandchildren, amen, and now the, the crop of great-grandchildren that's starting to pop up, amen, and y'all can slow down on that one, you know, amen, but we thank God, amen, for all of those, the heritage, amen, and as it was said, you know, children are the heritage of the Lord, amen, but they all need a father. Amen. They all need a father. And I thank God, amen, that we have the opportunity even today, amen, to come and to celebrate Father's Day as it, as it is, amen. So, man, we're going to just, just pray. Amen. I know y'all prayed already, but I just want to pray. Is that all right? Amen. We just prepare our hearts to go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because, as it's been said today, you are our father. Lord, and without you, without your love, God, where would we be? So above all, fathers, God, we honor you today. We magnify you, and we give you glory and honor. Lord, and we ask you, Lord, just to continue to, to lead us and guide us, Lord. Correct us when we need it, Lord. God, use your, your outstretched arm, God, to keep us on the path, Lord, that you desire us to go. Not according to our feelings, our whims, or the whims of this world, God, but, Lord, you direct us. You keep us. You order our steps. Lord, that we may be found in the place that you intended for us to be, and that's living a life to glorify you. We want to fulfill our destiny. Lord, you say you know the thoughts and the plans that you have for each and every one of us. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to help us to accomplish that, that you can be glorified. We thank you for all those that are here this morning, and we pray, God, that we will be able to hear what you're saying unto the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Father's Day. Man, it's amazing, amen. Usually we come together on Father's Day, and you know, we, oftentimes you'll come. And fathers we can be a little skittish about coming to church on Father's Day, you know, because I'm hoping they're not here. But sometimes, you know, you feel like you go to church on Father's Day, man. You go on Mother's Day, and you hear about how wonderful moms are, and you know, how how important they are in the house, and you know, and, you know that they're they're the catalyst that holds it all together, and you know, all those things. And then we come on Father's Day and we find out how bad we are and how, how short we fall. You know, in some places, you know, your fathers go to church on Father's Day and they get beat up. Anybody been there? You just get beat up. No, I don't, I, I, we, have, we don't want to try to do that here. No, we're going to tell you the truth, but we're going to lift you up at the same time. Amen. But we don't, we don't want you leaving feeling beat up, amen, and, 
and, and you know, truly, the fact is, amen, that without God, couldn't nobody be a father anyway. Amen? So we come. So good news today, man. You're not going to get beat up. Amen. You're going to be lifted up because you are important. Without you, amen, none of your critters would be here. Amen. <laughs> and God used you to get them here. Amen. Hallelujah. So we, we are important in the home. And that's why I thank God for the men that are here in this church. Amen. And what we're trying to do is to build the men. Amen. To really be that father that God intended for us to be. Amen. You know, God God's purpose for all men to be in place. Amen. Not out of place, not displaced fathers and all those things. Amen. You know, so I'm, I'm constantly praying. And, and I just want to put in a plug. Men, y'all need to come. Man, we just had a... Uh, a, a men's Bible study on last Tuesday that was, whew, my goodness, every man should have been there. Every every time we get together, when y'all don't make it, you're really missing out because it's, it's like going to a specialist. I mean, that's all they specialize in. And it's not, not because I'm there, but the interaction between the men all together causes us all to be boosted up. Amen. So I encourage you, man, come out and get amongst the men, get amongst the brothers, amen, so that we can be able to operate like he wants to. Amen. So, you know, I just want to share a few facts with you about Father's Day. Amen. Is that all right? Amen. This year, you know, the National um, Retailers Federation estimate that Americans will spend about, now brace yourself, about $12 billion this year on Father's Day, cards, gifts, $12 billion. That's a lot of money. What could the nation do with $12 billion? That's, you know, I, I, as I was looking at, up those facts earlier this day, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But, but, but that's not the end of it. If, they're gonna, if we're going to spend $12 billion as a nation on Father's Day, you want to guess how much we spent as a nation this past May, two months ago for Mother's Day? $21.2 billion. That's staggering when you think about it. $21.2 billion. We could feed a small nation for 10 years or more. Oh, see, don't let me go down that way. <laughs> huh? But don't tell me America is not a wealthy nation. But we can spend that kind of money, you know, in, in, in for one day. And, and I, it's amazing. And, you know, one of the things is that it's it's promoted and, you know, all these things. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm going to share a couple more things with you. But you begin to think, why are we spending that much money for cars, you know, flowers? Things that next Mother's Day we might not remember. Next Father's Day I might not know what's in this bag today. I don't know where they are next week. I mean, next year, anyway. Okay. Uh, I don't know. But, you know, we, we spend all that money, and, then, and you know who's profiting? Hallmark. Amen. And all the men's clothing stores, and, the, you know, they're the ones. You know, one of the reasons we spend so much money is because they have commercialized these holidays. Amen. But that was one of, you know, one of the things that, you know, when we look into marketing, there's so many things they do to get you to spend even more. Amen? They'll even use the negative things people say to promote a sale. Because you don't want to be that person. Amen? You know, but when we begin to think about it, you know, it's okay to honor. We need to show honor to our mothers, our fathers, our everybody. The scripture tells us, amen, to, to honor those. Amen? To honor all men. And so we have, a, and we should, and you know, the first commandment we promised is what? Honor thy father and thy mother. But 
our days to be long so again that, that's one of the ten commandments to honor so there's nothing wrong with doing it amen and i and i i, I encourage us to do it i mean see one thing about mother's day and father's day they're not they're neither secular holidays or spiritual holidays it's just somebody decided i want to honor my mom amen back in 1907 amen and, and then they finally got established in 08 amen and and then we looked down the road, and Father's Day, you know, was kind of initiated a couple months later, but it really didn't get established. Now, get this. It, it took about six years before we got the first presidential proclamation to set Mother's Day in place in May. Amen. But it took another 60 years, although they both started about two months apart, another 60 years for us to, as a nation to acknowledge Father's Day. The battle against that. Why, why, why so? You know, and I don't blame people. I don't, I don't look at, you know, sometimes we say, well, it's all fatherly, no good. It's a spiritual warfare. You know, I've, I've really gotten to a place to see so many things from uh, such a, a spiritual aspect because if, if the adversary can displace the father, Amen. And take the honor from the father. He can wreak a whole lot more havoc upon the household. If he can get men out of place, amen, now he has free course and free access to the rest of the family. You know, see, so we got to really begin to understand why it's important for us to, as both as men and women and children, amen, to recognize the position and the authority and the order that God puts in a household, amen, because God has a purpose. We look at Ephesians, amen, and he, he lets us know, amen, the order that should be there in the fifth chapter. And we need to follow that because that's the same way he orders his church. One of the other things I want to share with you, amen, one of the most famous quotes that comes about Father's Day that comes from Mark Twain, listen to this. It says, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he had learned in seven years. <laughs> you know, when he was 14, this boy, this man don't know nothing. Because, you know, at 14, you think you know everything. But once he got to 21, he realized, man, he must have got smart quick. You know, something happened. You, you realize that you don't know as much as you think you have as you begin to grow and you begin to move forward. So we, we begin to look at just some of those things about, you know, recognize that your dad, you know, just like your mom. And we have experience. We make mistakes. We fall short. But we're still dads. Amen. And, and you know, I, I thank God for that. But we look at just the, the disparity sometimes that we see between Mother's Day Father's Day, put it in the right perspective. Amen? And that's, that's what we, we really must do is to put it in the right perspective. Hallelujah. So let me read you something. Amen? Because, you know, I've been blessed already this morning. I don't know what God's going to do because I got all kind of notes up here, but, you know, I'm just like, you know, what we're going to do. Okay, I got you. What are we going to do? But let me read this and then we're going to go ahead and dismiss the children. Amen? Can I, can I read this? But it's something the Lord gave me as I was preparing. I was looking for, a, you know, an illustration or, or something for, for today. And as I was sitting at my desk, you know, and I was looking at different things, the Lord said, you, you write. He told me, you write. I'm like, okay. So this, as I was sitting there, this is what I, I, I began to write. I said, I wanted to be a perfect dad, but I failed. I wanted to love be a loving dad, but I didn't know how. I wanted to show my children the way, but I myself was lost. I wanted to be a good example, but I didn't have one to follow. I wanted to heal their wounds, but I myself was still bleeding. I wanted to fix their problems, but I still had my own issues to deal with. I wanted to be the dad that they needed me to be, but I was I still needed one for myself. I wanted to save them from all of life's hurts and pains, 
but I realized I needed saving myself. And that's when it happened. He drew me to himself, my real dad, the Lord. I was saved by my heavenly father and can now endure all life's hurts and pains through him. I now have a father, the father I needed so I can be the father that my children need me to be. I have had my bleeding wounds healed by him, and now I can help them with theirs. I have surrendered my problems to him and can help my children do the same. I now truly know the right way, and I can now lead my children into it also. I have the greatest example, and I can share him with my children. I now have the true love of a father and can let it flow to them. I'm still not a perfect dad, but I'm a godly one. And I have a perfect God and father that cannot fail. See, and I listened to a lot of things that were said this morning, and even as it was said, we need to turn it around. And God, when we give our lives to God, when we yield to him, when we surrender to him, he can turn it around. And everything that we didn't have or couldn't do, he empowers us through his spirit, by his power and his word and grace that we can be able to do. Amen. Because why? That's who he is and that's what he does. Amen. And all we got to do is surrender to him, male or female. We just say, Lord, I surrender to you. I yield to you. I submit to you. So this morning, amen, we're not just going to focus on natural fathers, but we want to talk about the most wonderful father of them all, the greatest father, amen, we could ever know and ever have in our lives, amen, one that will never fail, never fall short, amen, one that loved you while you were still doing everything against his will, amen, and he will never stop loving you regardless of what you do. That's the one we want to talk about this morning, amen. Turn with me to the book of Luke, the 12th chapter. I'm supposed to read the children's book. I just realized <laughs> I can get out of here pretty real quick. Amen. So we'll go ahead and release them. Amen. Someone say hallelujah. That must have been Naomi. That must have been Naomi, my daughter. Amen. We'll release the children. Oh, they don't want to go. The teens are staying in. Okay. Teens are staying in. So the little people, amen, we'll let them go. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But we're going to Luke, the 12th chapter. Thank you, Lord. We'll be starting at verse number 22. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what you shall eat, nor for your body what you shall put on. He said, The life is more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barns. And God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you, that taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do the thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not. They spend not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat, nor what ye shall drink, neither be ye of double minded. 
For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. Now look what it says. And your heavenly, your Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Just tell somebody he knows. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things, things shall be added unto you. Verse number 32, fear not little, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. As we read over that, we see that all the elements, everything Amen. That God created the, from the grass to the birds and all. They, they're not fretting. They're not worried. They're not struggling, not striving and scraping and fighting to get ahead. But they've learned how to trust him, how to depend upon him. Amen. There, there's no second, amen, option for them. But we got all these options, amen. And we opt out of trusting God a lot of times. We opt out of recognizing that he is a good father. Amen. And the scripture is very clear about how much he wants to, to bless us, how much he wants to give unto us. Amen. That 32nd verse, you know, just says it all. That's a sermon all by itself. Fear not. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What's that? It's not talking about waiting for you to get to heaven as we've been taught. Amen. But it's talking about he wants to give you everything in his kingdom. Now, his kingdom is not waiting to come. His kingdom is here. And he said, it's his pleasure to give you all these things. But if we would just seek him first, if we would just trust him first, believe him first. You know, as I, I, I began to read that, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, wow. The birds, amen. All the elements out there, like, they're like we were, if you can digress a little bit, like we were as little children. As a child in your parents' house, for, I, I hope to say for the majority of us, Hey man, we didn't worry about groceries. We didn't we didn't fret when we went on in, in the room to, to hit the light switch because we just knew daddy had taken care. Or in some cases mom had taken care. You know, but we, we would we would trust that there's going to be dinner on the table. There's going to be a roof over our head. We, when we was out there running around and playing and having fun and fighting with our friends and being bad, we wasn't worried about the responsibility of life. We weren't worried about where them, them shoes and, you know, them underwear and all those things were coming from because that was not even on our agenda. The only thing that we really worried about whether it was going to come or not was Christmas. That's maybe we wondered about that. Am I going to get? And then we, then not only did we wonder about, we had the audacity to make up a list and tell them this is what I want. And, and we didn't concern ourselves with where the money was going to come from, no matter how they were going to provide it. We just said, "This is what I want. Here it is." Amen. And we had great expectation. Anybody I'm talking to in here? We had great expectation that our list was going to be filled, our need was going to be met, even if it was a Tonka toy. Some of y'all don't even know what those are no more. Man, we got so advanced with Xboxes and stuff. See, we used to play on the ground. We used to wear out the knees in our pants, amen, with them little hard iron trucks, amen, that didn't even have no motor. We make dirt roads, amen, and we pull the grass up and make our own little neighborhoods, and we, we, uh, See, y'all don't. Some of y'all don't know nothing about playing in the dirt, huh? It, it's all on video now. But see, we we would have that even if you know sometimes our expectations weren't met. We wanted the, you know, we wanted the brand new doll, or we wanted, to, but we got socks and underwear, huh? Come on, somebody, you know, huh? No, what, what our parents doing? They didn't maybe they didn't give us all our wants, but they made sure they gave us what what we needed. Uh, and that's exactly what God will do. Amen. He's going to make sure he covers your needs. Amen. And every now and then he gives us some of the things that we want. Amen. But see, but first, if we got, we got to make up our mind, we're going to seek him. Because like I say, he is a good dad. Amen. And he's concerned about everything concerning you and I. Amen. And there's so many scriptures that I could go to today. Amen. That begin to show us the love and the care and the concern of our Heavenly Father toward us. But first of all, we got to begin to recognize him as that. 
he is that our father sometimes we you know if we don't really understand the relationship that we should have with him we just see him as a god ready to pounce on us if we mess up a god that's ready to cast us into hell but that's not who he is amen even when we mess up he still loves us you know, like a, a loving parent, even though your child may, you know, get in a fight at school, or you might get that phone call, they still love you. And they're going to do everything they can to keep you on the right path, amen, and to get you, amen, to, to not just, just do better. You, most parents, amen, want their child to excel where they are in life. They want to see you succeed. And so do you not think that our Heavenly Father wants to see us succeed? Amen. He wants to see us. Amen. He wants to be in such a relationship with us that we should know. But look, look at some of this. Amen. As we talk about him, you know, when Jesus came on the scene, right? Amen. And when he began to speak about the Lord, he was saying, my heavenly father. And 53 times in the gospel, he referred to the Lord as my heavenly father. 53 times. Amen. He identified. He didn't just say the Lord. God. But. Called him my heavenly father. Amen. Don't you think that's awesome? That Jesus even recognized he, his, his father in that aspect. But he, you know, he didn't just stop there. Amen. There was 21 times when he didn't say my heaven, he said, Our Father. Now, when he said, Our Father, what's he doing? He said, He's your daddy, just like you're my daddy. You can be in relationship with him just like I'm in relationship with him. You have the approachability and the right to know him just like I know him because he's our father. Amen. And we begin to understand that. So he wasn't, Jesus didn't just limit it to that relationship between him and God. He included us in it. Amen. As he began to talk to different ones, he included us in that same relationship that we could share with him. But then he went on another, another 21 times in the Gospels and said, your father made it even more personal to us. Don't you think that's good? Amen. Helping us to know that we have a father, amen, that we can call upon and, and, and we can trust, amen, that he's concerned about everything that's concerning us. But oftentimes we don't go to him, amen. If we would just learn to trust our father. Now, Lord, just brought back to an image of my daughter. We were in California. You know, and she just not long before learned how to ride her bike. And her, me and her mom were standing in the kitchen, you know, and, and you could see the little cul-de-sac out front. She was out there riding her bike, and she went to make a turn, didn't you, Nanette? And, and she crashed on that bike, and the first thing out of her mouth was, Daddy! What am I saying? Why is not that the first thing out of our mouth? When we face a situation or a struggle, amen, when things hit us, amen, and we crash in life, amen, just think how it would be if that would be our automatic first response, amen, that we will call on our daddy, that we will call on the Lord rather than trying to do it by ourselves or calling on something else, amen, if we would have to know that if I call him, and what do you think I did when she hollered daddy? That's right. Came running out there. I don't, I don't forget what we was talking about in the kitchen. Amen. When when she hollered, I ran. You know why? Because that's my baby. That's my daughter. Amen. And she needed me. Amen. What do you think God will do when we have that same reaction? Amen. When trouble comes and we call on him, not just, you know, out of habit, but we call on him out of relationship. I think he would do the same thing even the more so if we were realizing to grab hold of that relationship. But sometimes we get mad at him because we don't understand the relationship. And we say, God should be doing this. But God, notice, I didn't say daddy. You know, when you, when you put just the label on him, amen, now that severs that intimacy of the relationship. But when you begin to understand that he's your father, he wants to be addressed as that, amen, then, then we, we, we bring that relationship, amen, to a whole nother level, amen, as we begin to understand who he is, my God, the relationship that he wants to have with us, amen. So hopefully, amen, maybe if you're, if you're here today and you're not in relationship with him, I hope you don't leave here without making it happen. 
Amen. And we're going to give you an invitation, amen, a little bit later on so that you can accept him, amen, not just as your God, but as your heavenly father. Amen. So that you can be in that kind of relationship with him. Amen. A couple of things I want to look at, amen. When we discuss, amen, him, calling him as Jesus called him our father, amen, that, that speaks of that kind of relationship, amen. And, and let, me, let me just put a caveat here. Do not. Look at that relationship with him the same way you look at the relationship with your earthly father. Amen. Remember what I said about us earthly fathers? We fall short. We'll fail. There's only so much that we can do. But the heavenly father will never fail. He will never fall short. Don't equate him as to man because he's so far, so far above that. Amen. And we get to a place that we can trust him like he needs to be trusted. Amen. We'll be able to rise to a whole other level in relationship with him. Amen. It's got to be a personal relationship. How many of us have a personal relationship with the Lord? Amen. Think about that. How is my personal? I'm not, you know, it's not just because I go to church with the family. It's not just because I'm supposed to be there. I'm doing it out of habit. But I have a personal relationship. Amen, that I talk to him throughout the day and throughout the week. I don't need somebody to prompt me to pray or to call upon his name. That's what prayer is, talking to your father. I don't need somebody to prompt me to do these things. Why? Because it's a personal relationship. There's things that I talk about with the father. I don't talk about with nobody else. How about you? Amen. You can go there, amen, and he he will hold those things. But the secret is he already knows them. But you need to go on and, and, and talk to him about it anyway. Amen. Allow him to come back and, and give you some response. Bring some comfort in those areas, some guidance in those areas. Amen. As we, we work on developing that relationship. Amen. So we, we want everybody to have that relationship. We want us to be born again into the family of God. Go with me to Romans, the eighth chapter. Because when we understand the scripture, we begin to understand that. We weren't always there, especially the non-Jews, amen. We weren't always always able to have that relationship. We weren't always able, amen, to enter in with him. But in in Romans, the 8th chapter, looking at the 15th verse, there's a particular word I want us to see there. I'm going to put out a couple of them, but what did he say? In In the 15th verse, he said, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of what? Adoption. Now, all of us know what an adoption is, right? Someone that wasn't in the family, and you went down and you, you decided that you were going to adopt them. You, you, maybe you didn't have enough kids or you couldn't have no kids. Whatever the case might be, amen, maybe it was a relative's kid that needed to be adopted because of circumstances. But when you choose to adopt them, you're making a choice to bring them into the family. There wasn't no mistake. Amen. Oh, see, y'all don't want to talk to me. Huh? But he said, you know, the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That word adoption, amen, literally means to place as a son. Amen. To choose to do that, to make a decision, a decisive decision that somebody that wasn't not family to make them family. Amen. And see, there's a, there's a difference, amen, in, in an adopted child, amen, and a natural child. And it came to the the fact that if you adopted them, watch this now, that was permanent. Amen? See, sometimes we can try to get rid of our natural kids, I'm done with you, whatever. But once you adopted a child, there's no unadopting them. Right? I picked them out of the orphanage or whatever, and we tried them out for a week or a couple years or whatever, and and, now we're bringing them back. Don't work that way. They are just as permanent as a natural child. You can't never, amen, say, no, they don't have my DNA. One test will prove you're wrong. Amen. And adoption is the same way. You can't undo it. Once it's done, there's no undoing. There's no setting them aside and saying, I'm done. So what's that telling us, amen, as God's people? Amen. Once he's adopted us into the royal priesthood, once he's adopted us into the body of Christ, it's permanent. There's no undoing. You are his child. Period. 
God is not a lawbreaker. Amen. And once you've been adopted, you are his child. Now, it's up to us to decide if we're going to be, you know, a loving, a, a, an obedient child, or we're going to be that rebellious one. Are we, are we going to be the one that, that kicks against the pricks? You know, we, we don't want to do everything that God said do. We want to do it our way. No, we've got a good father, amen, who, one scripture, I don't have it in my notes, but he says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Amen. It's just like I said, it's like him going to the orphanage and the kids saying, no, I don't want him. To, we cho- I choose that one. Huh? Very one that, you know, I, I'm one of those, amen, because I, first of all, I'll confess, I wasn't trying to get saved. It, I, it wasn't on my mind. Man witnessed to me for over a year before I even agreed to go to church once. That's good for you. You know, you know I don't need all that, amen. But see, while I was running from even salvation and rejecting it, he had already chosen me. Amen. Be, be, before, but without my consent. Come on, somebody. He had already chosen me, amen. I just didn't know it. But I thank God that he did. Amen. Now I belong to him, just like you belong to him, and it's, it's, it's forever. Amen. See, so we, we, you should be thanking God, amen, that you was adopted, amen. Look, look what it says in 1 John 3. Wow. Come on, child of the heavenly father. 1 John 3, verses 1 and 2, he said, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knoweth, it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear. Now, I like this part. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know this. Now, we're the sons of God, and we don't even, in other words, we're just saying, we don't even have a, a, a full understanding, amen, of what that means and, and how we're going to develop and what God's going to do in our lives, amen. We don't really even know how it's going to all work out, but we know this, that he shall, that when he shall appear, look what it says, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And I like that because, you know what, that's what this whole walk is about, is it, wanting to be like him, trying to be like him. Even as I was, I was praying earlier, amen, just, Lord, help us to, to, to be like our heavenly father. Help us to be like our spiritual dad. Like, help us to be, amen, to, to see like he sees, to hear like he hears, amen, to speak the, the way he speaks. Amen, let me, let me walk like him. Let me talk like him. You know, and there, there was a song a few years ago. You know, she has a father's eyes. You know, and it goes on to say different things. But we want, we want, amen, when people look on us, amen, they begin to see him, amen, because we, now here's the key, because we have received his love into our lives, and that love transforms us. It takes us to a whole other level, amen. It helps us, amen, in our relationship because we have a good father. Where would, just think for a minute, if you would, there, where would you be today without God? That's, I, don't, I, I don't even like to think about that. I mean, some of you might, I'd probably be a whole lot better off. Oh, that's a crazy thought. Where would you be without God? How many things has God seen you through, amen, and kept you that you didn't even know about? Let alone the ones that you, you bothered to testify about, amen, but all the things that he's done, all the times he's kept you and watched over you, even before you got saved, even before you gave your life to him, amen. I know, I can tell you about times, I know it was only God that kept me while I was still out there. I know it was him, but I didn't know it then. But when I look back in retrospect, all God. All God, because I was crazy, I was wild, amen, I was, but see, God was watching because he knew the thoughts and the plans that he had for me. He knew the expected end that he had, even though I didn't know what I was doing, where I was going, or even who I was, but he did. And the same thing for all of us, amen, to get to that place, amen, to recognize, amen, that he wants you to be just like him. 
Hallelujah. And as you adopted in, you have the same rights as the children born into the family. Exact rights. So once you adopted, they can't say, well, when, when the will is read, now you adopted, so you only get so much. No, you have the exact same rights and privileges, amen. There is no limitation. There is none of that, amen. The same thing belongs to you, amen. It's got to be a profound relationship between you and God, a, a relationship that, that transcends our even our natural understanding. That's why it, the only way we really grasp this is when we begin to look at it from a spiritual aspect to really see the difference. So look at, again, Romans 8, look at verse number 7 and 8 with me. didn't even deserve it. Said, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. See, what happens is we couldn't even do it without God. He said, no man comes unto him except what? He draws. In our carnal mind, amen, we are completely separated from him. You know, we have a God but not a Father. So I want us to get the difference here. Amen. Without him, amen, when you walking, when you, I was walking, when you were walking in the world without God, that's all you had was a God that would judge you. Amen. But you didn't have a Father. But once you came into the family, he's not just your God. He is your Father. I just want to drive that point home this morning, amen, that, that he is our father, and you have a right to approach him just like that. Sometimes we, we feel like, you know, we can't approach God because, you know, he's so far above and so far away, man. We kind of like, you know, we, we look at him almost like we would probably look at the president of the United States. I can't approach him. I don't have the relationship. I know he rules over me, but that's all I know. I got to do what he says to do. You know, he, he passes laws and legislations. But when you think his daughters feel that way about him, they can walk. I mean, and I've, I've seen, and you know, where he said, you know, they have a right to, you know, if they want to see their daddy, they can walk right into the Oval Office. They ain't got to ask permission. Uh, they got, they got, because why? That's my father. I don't have to go through all them protocols to approach my father. Amen. I don't have, I don't have to have an appointment. I don't have to go through the Secretary of State to make sure it's okay for me to talk to him. That's my father. But see, we put God in that kind of position where we don't realize the relationship that we're supposed to have with him. Amen. Well, I, I can't approach God. A lot of places you talk, well, you can't, I've got to pray for you. Someone's got to pray for you. No, we have access. The veil has been rent. The veil has been torn. You have access to your heavenly father. And a lot of times we do not take advantage of that privilege that he's given us. So we feel like, oh, I just can't do it. I'm not, I'm not righteous enough. That baby with mud on his hands ain't righteous enough. The daddy will pick him up, amen. Amen. When that baby comes with a poopy diaper, they they smelling bad, but daddy will still pick him up. Amen. I, I, my wife looking at me because I tell her quick, I don't do diapers. You know, but but the dad, when the necessary, I had had to do a few diapers. Not just a few, you know, but even in recent days. But I don't like doing diapers, but why? It's messy. It's stinky. You know, and I, but yet, the love of a father or a grandfather will say, you know what, I would rather go through that than to let them stay in that condition. Did y'all hear what I'm saying? He said, I would rather go through that than to let them stay in that condition. So when, G, when the Lord saw the condition that we were in, he said, I got to do something about it. So he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Amen. And y'all know the story. He went to the cross and he said, I would rather endure that than let them stay in that condition. Because he loves us that much, amen, that he would make that kind of sacrifice, amen, for us. To, as I said, he left his heavenly home, amen, in glory and came down here and, and suffered all the things that we suffered, amen, and then suffered more than we are required to suffer. Went to the cross. To show us the love of a father that would save us from a bad condition and a bad situation. Just say hallelujah. hallelujah. You should love him, amen. You should, if you haven't been walking with God like a father, I think it's time that you start walking with him like a father. 
Amen. Start calling on him. Amen. You know, like the pastor we read, Alba, Father, that literally means daddy. You know, we, we look at it and say, wow, I can't say that. Yes, you can. He's my dad. He's my spiritual dad. He's my heavenly dad. Oh, amen. He, he's the one, amen. Without anybody else, amen, we, we need to be able to call on him. Amen. We don't want to be in the condition of the verses we just read. Amen. Because the 8th verse says, so then they are not, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Let's, ooh, y'all can hang out right there for a good while. Man, get out the flesh, operate in the spirit, amen, and then why? That's the only way we're going to please God. Amen. It's operating in the spirit, doing the things that he wants us to do. Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3. Hallelujah. He's just showing us the condition we were in. Amen. And it was his love that brought us out of that condition. Amen. The first verse says, And ye hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. It's talking to us, y'all. Amen. Where in times past you walked according to the course of this world. Say times past. Let it be past, y'all. Amen. Amen. According to the prince of the power of the air. Who's that? Satan. Amen. He said, that's how we used to live. Amen. But he goes on to say that the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. That's not you, right? I got a few notes. Among whom also we all had our conversations. We all, all have sinned. All have come short of the glory. But all have an opportunity. Amen. He died that all would be saved. That's, that's our caveat right there. Amen. That he said we had our conversations in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. See, two things there. Now, he told us if we're in the spirit, we're going we're gonna to be able to please God. But he said in times past, we were walking in the lust of the flesh, pleasing the flesh, the, the desires of the flesh, meaning your body, and of the mind, meaning your soul. See, we identified all three parts all, all over again. He said you can't walk like that. You can't do that. Amen. And he said, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. In other words, if you're a sinner, I'm going to say this, you're a loser. Amen. You're losing out on the privileges that God has made available to every single one of us. Amen. He's done it because he loves us so much. That's, that's a profound thing that, that he would take the time to go through everything that he did. That's a loving father. That's an awesome father to go through everything he did, amen, to redeem us from, what did we just say? By nature. To redeem us from what came natural to us. Wow. I don't know if y'all get that. Amen. When walking in this flesh, amen, and walking according to the carnal, soulish mind, sin is a natural thing. You don't have to, you don't have to, it, it, it just, it, how many of us know it comes easy? Oh, see, y'all don't want to commit yourself. Huh? How many of us had to really work hard to sin? Anybody? Ah, I just don't know if I can. No. Come on, y'all. It, 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 it's not a hard thing to sin because it, it's just natural. I mean, this, you know, what, there's one scripture that lets us know even the baby come from the womb. Already lying. Little rascal hollering, he ain't hungry. Huh? <laughs> we got to understand it's natural. Sin is an easy thing for this flesh to do. Amen? And, and even though that was our, let me, let me help y'all. Even though that was our natural state, he said, I got to redeem it. But why was that, why did it become our natural state? Because we inherited a sin nature all the way from the garden, all the way back to Adam and Eve. When they fell, amen, and he, when he told them that you would die, they, they died spiritually, amen, and they, and they took on a sin nature, amen. And the scripture lets us know that 
that Adamic sin, that Adam sin has been passed down to us. It became the nature of man. And that's why God said, I got to change that. Because I love them. And I'm their father. And I want to redeem them back to myself. So I got to break that old nature and do what? Give them a new nature. Amen. And that's what he's done. That's what he's doing, amen, through his word and by his spirit. Amen, he's come to give us a new nature, amen, so that we can be back to our original state, amen, and back to God's original plan, amen, so just like Adam, he could commune with us in relationship in the cool of the day. Like a father would love to do, come home from work, amen, and kick back and talk to the kids and the wife and relax and enjoy the family. God wants to be able to enjoy the family. But how many of y'all know that I didn't enjoy it when I had to come home and I was met at the door by Pastor Linda, amen, and she began to give me the, the, the list of everything that they did wrong, so I had to line them all up and whip them all. Oh, they, I'm, I'm telling you, get in line. Next. You know, that, that's not enjoyable, but uh, as a father, you had to meet our discipline. You had to meet our correction, amen. And see, that's what God has to do. When we're out of order, he's got to do the same thing. Amen. He, he comes along. And it's not because he hates us. It's because he loves us. The Bible tells us those he loves, he chastens. Amen. He, he's going to bring some chastisement. Amen. Because Why? Because he wants to bring correction in our life. He wants that our father will correct the child. A good father, a good mother is going to correct. But see, it, but that chastisement is not pleasant. For the day, that kid like, mm, I know he hates me. Like, Come on, you mad and you think he hates you, but he's, you know, and we hear that phrase. What was the phrase? It's going to, see, y'all know, we, we heard that so many times that we had to repeat it. This going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And the kid look at you like, are you crazy? I'm on the receiving end. Huh? But see, as you become a parent, then you begin to understand the gravity of that statement because now you're required to do what you don't want to do. Because the Bible tells us, some say, well, we just give them a time out. That's not what the Bible said. Huh? That's what Dr. Spock said. Amen. She said put them in the corner. The Lord said put them over your knee. Huh? He, he said... <laughs> The rod, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, is what Proverbs said. And the rod of correction will drive it far from them. I was doing some driving. Huh? Huh? And see, that's what the Lord do. He come to drive it away because he don't want to let it stay there. See, as long as they're in the corner, that's not driving no foolishness away. That child standing there steaming, thinking about who. And even if they calm down to get their way, it's still there. Late in the manifest later. Huh? And there's so many places in Scripture that lets you know, amen, to use the rod of correction. And let me let me give a caveat to all you parents with young children real quick. He said the rod of correction. Y'all hear what I'm saying? He didn't say the hand. I'll just do a little bit of teaching right here, right? Can I, can I? Don't use your hand to correct your child. I don't care if you hit them on the behind and, God forbid, across their head. No, but do not. Why? Why do why you say that? Because that's not what the Bible teaches you to do. It says use the rod of correction. Your hand, you know, how many times have you seen a child? I've seen it. I don't know about y'all. A parent reaches for the child and they duck because or they would draw back because they've gotten used to that hand being the instrument of pain rather than love and protection and covering. Let them know when you reach for them, you're not about to hurt them. So when they act up, get that little wooden spoon. Huh? Get that rod. Get, get that thing. So that now, you when mommy put it in her purse, or daddy put it out of his pocket, and they take it off the shelf, they know that's the rod of correction. That's, I don't want them to use that. So they don't see your hand is the problem. They know when you pull out that instrument, they have crossed the line. And sometimes all you got to do, I'm going to get Mr. Pat. Whatever you name it, can I, can, I, can I help them? Because that's, God loves us too much to let us do it wrong. He gave us instruction across the board. Why? Because he's a good father, amen, that gives good instruction to his children. 
amen, on how to raise up, get this, his heritage, which are the children, amen, that he allows us to have, amen. I just wanted to throw that in there. I mean, just by the Holy Spirit, amen. Hallelujah. We need to do it right because he does it right, and he's given us the instruction on how to do it right. Remember the video? Just follow the word of God, not the word of Dr. Spock. Follow the word of God. Get him out the corner. Amen. And get a spoon. And then, then give him a hug afterwards. I still love you. Amen. I, I just don't want to see you go wrong. Amen. Love on him. Love on him. Let him pray. You know, I, I don't know why I'm stuck here right now. You know, but but see, when I got ready to chastise mine, I, didn't, I, 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 I couldn't do it out of anger. Amen. See, see, listen to it. We had to wait. Yeah, you had to wait. First of all, you had to wait. So I'll make sure I'm calmed down. You know, I'll make sure I'm not beating you, but I'm correcting you. Amen. I'm not coming at you mad and angry. Amen. My spirit is right. And now what I would do is I would sit him down, and I would make sure they understood. They hated the lecture. The lecture. They said, can, can we just get to the whooping? You know, can we just, just get it over with so I can go play? You know, no. But they had to understand, this is why daddy got to do what daddy got to do. You cross the line in this area, this area, this area, so we're going to cross another line. Huh? And see, by the time we got that done, they, they had an understanding of why the, the correction was coming. And, and I wasn't coming out of mad, and I wasn't just going off, and now the beating is way off, way beyond what the, what the actual infraction was. Why? Because I'm out of control. They scared to death. See, so I'm just, I'm trying to help myself. God would never do you like that. Amen. He will correct you. Amen. But it's for your edification. Because he's a good, what? He's a good father. He's a loving father. Amen. And he wants to be able, amen, to demonstrate to us how we should be doing the same things. Amen. I want us to get, y'all, that God loves us so much. Amen. He is your Father, your Heavenly Father. Amen. And if I can get nothing across to you today, man, as we celebrate Father's Day, celebrate Him. Celebrate what He has done. Celebrate who He is. Let's not leave Him, the greatest Father of all, out of the equation. Amen. But let's, let's take time to really celebrate and honor God like he deserves to be celebrated, like he deserves to be honored. And we understand that even for us fathers, when we look at the example that he's given us now, we, and just like we keep on saying, follow his example. You don't have to make it up. You don't have to figure it out. Just, I mean, he's given us instruction in his word on how to be. We don't want our children alienated from us. We don't want to be alienated from them. We want to be drawn to. And there's no, no, nothing better, amen, to know that your children love you, amen, and they want to be around you. Huh? There's nothing better than that. For, for a man, even for your grandchildren, you, you, blesses me so much when I come in and they, like she said, Papa, they come running. Why? Because they, they, they have a relationship, amen, and that loving relationship. Even for the older ones, I just thank God for all of them. And that's how he wants us to walk. Amen. And for us men, can I can I add something else in there real quick? We should be that way towards all people. Amen. We should be that way toward all children. Amen. We should be ready to invest ourselves in the lives of, of every children that God child that God gives us the opportunity to. Amen. Because some of them don't have a daddy. Some of them the daddy's not there. And someone, when the daddy is there, the daddy don't know what you know because he's not in God. Amen. So we need to use every opportunity we can. If God has given you the opportunity to speak into a child's life, show them the love of God. Show them what a, a, a godly man looks like. Amen. So that it, was, it, it, it sparks hope in their heart. Amen. It fills a void. Amen. And I'm not telling you you got to, you know, be in a, their life every day. But if you got an opportunity to speak to that young man or that young woman as a man, you do not understand. Sometimes we don't understand the gravity of a word from a man into a child's life. Even as we were coming to church this morning, I just thought about 
you know, we were listening to the radio, and one, you know, I don't know what it was about, but the guy was speaking. He said he had an opportunity to sit down and, and talk with his pastor, and his pastor told him, I'm proud of you. And, and you could just hear the emotion in the man's voice as he was saying, you know, that was like, he'd never heard that. And it was like he was a father that he never had. It spoke to something. It touched something. This is a grown man. Grown men are still looking and longing. Grown women are still looking and longing. And if we can be that example in their environment, if we as men can emulate our Heavenly Father, in the lives of those that have an impact in the lives of those around us, then we're doing him justice. Amen. And we're being the light and the salt that he wants us to be. And that causes us, just looking at that causes us to look at ourselves and to check ourselves as men. Am I, am I really being the man that God wants me to be? Whether you're a father or not, because one day you may be a father. That if you're not already, and don't don't just throw all this away. Put it in your toolbox, Amen. So when that day comes, you got something to draw from. You got something to stand on, Amen. Let's honor God, and the greatest way 